Hello again, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us again on Dermaglow Skincare HQ. My name is Eric Christensen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Jonk, founder and president of Aesthetic Solutions and Dermaglow. This is episode number seven, and so we're talking about the little things that can really make a difference in your microdermabrasion machine. Thanks for joining. I have spent the last 20 years working alongside some amazing entrepreneurs and helping to launch and build out several businesses in that time. I have been involved with early stage internet companies in the e-commerce and information security space dating back to 1999 and developed a deep knowledge and passion for digital marketing along the way. Over the last 10 years, I've had the privilege to call Brian Jonk a personal friend. And I've had a front row seat watching and learning from this amazing entrepreneur as he managed and grew several businesses in the skincare and beauty industry. Brian is a pioneer in the aesthetic field and a 30-year entrepreneur building out companies in this industry. Brian and I have come together to produce this podcast, which is dedicated to helping estheticians, skincare, and medical professionals stay informed as well as provide a platform for our audience to share best practices and experiences. We truly hope to have all of you participate with feedback, special requests for content, and develop this platform as a place where you can spend time learning, sharing, and growing your business to its fullest potential. We have some terrific guests lined up to join us over the coming weeks and months, and we hope you stop by frequently to listen and participate. All devices and treatments are not created or administered equally. The number one thing we hope for you is that you find our show entertaining, informative, and helpful as you grow your business and serve your clients at the highest level. Welcome to Dermaglow Skincare HQ. Okay, Brian, well, uh, let's jump right in here. A little more technical subject matter for our professional estheticians and other applicators in our audience. Uh, the little things make a difference, and I guess that really, we're talking about some of the characteristics of a microdermabrasion machine and the setup, and uh, take us through it. Sure. You know, if you're making your living doing a job, you want your tool to work for you, not against you. So like many things in life, it can be the little things that do make the big difference. You know, they're not always obvious until you put the tool to test. And that goes for microdermabrasion as well. So when you're shopping for a microdermabrasion device, it's best to go into it informed uh, into, so that you end up with the right tool for the job. Uh, you know, one of the First things to consider is the size and shape of the device. Many people are going to look for tabletop units, uh, thinking that they're going to be highly portable and they'll be able to move around between treatment rooms or take them with them. You know, in reality, a quality microdermabrasion device is going to weigh at least 30 pounds and up to 50, 60 pounds. So even in a tabletop model, it's unrealistic to think that they're going to be uh, portable. Um, so you may consider oh, on the higher end devices, a device with wheels or a device that uh, can be placed on a cart so that you can move it out of the way or between treatment rooms when you need it. So in the case where, you know, there may be a, a, a technical setup with a, a tabletop and maybe not as much floor space or just a preference for tabletop, what would be the typical weight or characteristics of that machine that would be acceptable? For a professional application. Again, most microdermabrasion devices 
with a, a professional uh, level uh, compressor in them are going to weigh a minimum of 30 pounds. So uh, be prepared for to have a fairly large device in your in your office. Got it. Okay. Um, what would be the next consideration point here? Well, you know, other th other things you might consider is that most of your treatments you're doing uh, in gloved hands. If you look at a lot of the devices on the marketplace, you see teeny tiny little knobs that you might grab with a fingertip if you can reach it. I think one of the things that differentiates what I would consider quality devices from uh, not so would be those tiny valves. Look for or knobs. Look for uh, large diameter knobs that can be easily manipulated with gloved hands. Got it. Okay. Well, I, and I know you mentioned previously, you know, we know the importance of crystals and the different types of crystals, but crystal flow and the controls are important as well. Is that a part of this characteristic of the small things? You know, it, it is actually. Um, crystal flow is, uh, is very important to microdermabrasion and being able to... Uh, to adjust the crystal flow precisely is very important as well. So the larger the knob, the more control you'd have. You have smaller movements of the knob to make those, uh, those adjustments. Crystal flow is kind of counterintuitive, actually. You would think that more crystal flow or more abrasives going across the skin would normally uh, create a more aggressive procedure. But in actuality, in many cases, Increasing the crystal flow will make it a less irritating procedure uh, and the crystals will move a little more slowly across the skin. Um, so crystal flow is very important. Uh, tubing does make a difference, but it doesn't, it's not really a performance oriented issue, uh, except in very extreme cases. I've seen some tiny little tubing on these devices, but Got most it. quality microdermabrasion devices are going to use uh, the a size of tubing that'll uh, that'll perform an adequate treatment, but where tubing really does make a difference in these little things is what the tubing is made out of. Most of the low-end microdermabrasion units on the marketplace actually use vinyl tubing. It looks clear. It's used uh, to for water and all kinds of uses out there in the marketplace, but vinyl tubing is relatively soft. And as we've talked about, these aluminum oxide crystals are extremely abrasive. So anytime that vinyl tubing turns a corner, those crystals are going to actually wear on the tubing. Uh, they use it because vinyl tubing is, is very, very cheap. Quality microdermabrasion devices actually incorporate polyurethane tubing. Polyurethane is the same material that they make rollerblade wheels out of and that, and, and for real harsh environments. And you, one of the key constraints you want to look at in a machine is to make sure it has polyurethane tubing. Now you, you know of the tubing in the handpiece. That's five or six feet of tubing you see every day. What you don't realize is that these microdermabrators have a ton of tubing on the inside of them as well. And if that's vinyl tubing, it's going to wear out and your machine's going to become an expensive doorstop. Okay, well, thank you for that clarification. Apologies, folks, for uh, taking us down that road that wasn't quite right, but that's very helpful for me, too. Um, so anything else that we should be considering as it relates to the small things? Sure, I think there's some other things you want to look out for. Gauges, you know, one of the most important indicators in a microdermabrasion device is the vacuum gauge. And again, most 
uh, microdermabrasures you're familiar with will have a little circular gauge on them, about two inches in diameter. They're usually analog gauges. They have a little needle that goes up and down. Well, the vacuum that you use on your procedures is very, very important. It dictates the performance of the procedure, uh, how, what the intensity and any pain level that your client might be experiencing. So you really want to know what those vacuum levels are at all times. So you want to know what the vacuum level is when you start the procedure. And as the handpiece moves across the skin, that vacuum reading will generally rise. And you want to know what that is at the end of the day, too. So the larger the vacuum gauge in general, the more functional the device is going to be. So you can see it. You can also differentiate uh, whether it's five or six or seven you know, inches of mercury on the vacuum gauge. Another uh, key thing uh, for high-end units would be a, a backlit or a lit vacuum gauge. You know, a lot of times you're doing these procedures and your lighting isn't ideal. And you really want to be able to uh, read that gauge very clearly. Got it. So, you know, from an engineering standpoint, you've obviously uh, looked at a lot of different devices in the market. You've manufactured our Dermaglow devices now for a long time. Um, can you take us through just how we at Dermaglow constructed our machine against some of the other uh, options out there? Well, sure. You know, the, uh, the Dermaglow is, was engineered and is built for the professional esthetician. Um, so we use very high-end components, uh, quality, uh, to make it a quality device. You know, as mentioned, the Dermaglow is a little bigger than many units on the, the market, but that's primarily because it's on wheels. And we want the controls to be at a convenient height for the operator sitting in a chair next to a, a client. Um, we, the Dermaglow uses digital backlit gauges so that they can be easily seen from a distance or in low light environments. So that allows you to have much more control of the performance of the device. The Dermaglow uses a, a separate crystal flow knob and as I mentioned in earlier videos our derma vortex vacuum system that actually allows uh, crystals to flow more uniformly uh, through the airflow even at lower vacuum levels so that you can use the device on more sensitive areas of the body. Uh, the derma glow comes with oversized knobs the intensity control knobs two and a half inches around almost the size of a of a can of beans um, so that you can use it in gloved hands. And of course, we use polyurethane tubing throughout the device uh, so that we never have to worry about the tubing uh, failing. You know, one interesting thing to note that we didn't get to on microdermabrasion machines, the interface between the handpiece tubing and the machine is one of the most critical components of a microdermabrasion device. You think about those crystals, those hard abrasive crystals are running down the tube and they need to go inside the machine somehow. Well, many of the lower end machines will just have a barb or a piece of metal that the tubing interface is there. And as those crystals interface that, uh, it hit, impact that, uh, that little tube there, it wears them down. High quality microdermabrasion devices use field replaceable parts in all the different areas that can be, uh, worn worn down so that if the machine when the machine fails you don't have to send it back into us for repair 
we can just send you one of our little quick release fittings and you can pop it in and you're good to go. In the Dermaglow's case, that only needs to be replaced about every 150 hours. Got it. Well, that's fantastic. So how many little replacement field parts does one have to consider then? There's the knobs, um, other fittings. What, what components are there? Is there just a little punch list that we could have people be watching for or looking out for as they uh, work with the machine? Well, you know, that really depends on the device. Um, on your standard microdermabrasion device, you might see there on the marketplace with the little tiny clean and waste crystal canisters. Uh, you're going to have many seals. You're going to have caps with threads that you need to unscrew to pour the crystals in and unscrew to let the crystals come out. Um, you know, anything with a thread on a microdermabrasion device is a disaster waiting to happen because the crystals will wear those threads. Crystals migrate everywhere and they'll wear those threads down over time. Um, generically on a microdermabrasion device, you know, usually you have handpiece tips that are disposable. Uh, you'll have the handpiece itself uh, is going to wear down depending on how it's uh, engineered in the Dermaglow. We have an aluminum handpiece that has a very hard uh, carbide steel insert in it to accelerate the crystals that doesn't wear nearly as fast as aluminum would. But even the handpiece needs to be replaced about every 200 hours or 600 procedures. Um, handpiece tubing, polyurethane really won't wear out, but it can discolor over time. You may want to replace that. And then with any microdermabrasion device, there's going to be filters because you're sucking these crystals back towards the pump and you need redundancy to keep the crystal in filters to keep it from going towards the pump. So in the Dermaglow, our vacuum bag, the waste crystal canister, which is a HEPA bag, becomes the primary filter for the device. So every time you put in a new bottle of crystals, you take out a full bag of waste crystals, you throw them away, you're actually replacing uh, that primary filter. Got it. Well, that's, uh, it's not a no maintenance setup. It's a low maintenance setup. And uh, I guess that's, uh, you know, about the best you can get anywhere, right? Absolutely. You know, your, your time is better spent with your clients making money than maintaining your device. So it's very important to make, look at those little things and buy the right device. Good stuff. Well, thanks for uh, this great information today, Brian. We hope this was useful to everybody. Uh, don't forget to like and comment, uh, you know, for future programming and uh, let us know what you think. Always appreciate it. Thanks again, folks. Bye for now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Another episode of Dermaglow Skincare HQ in the books. Tell us what you think. It really matters to us. We're building this podcast for you, our customers and listeners, and we want to hear back. So please do write comments and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, Dermaglow Skincare HQ. We'll do our best to keep the content fresh and meaningful. Our hope is that we can support you in every aspect of your aesthetic skincare business. Everything from providing educational support on the various elements of the devices you use to helping you make informed buying decisions. Ryan and I have been busy the last several months assembling the digital marketing assets needed to support you beyond just equipping you with top performing machines. Because we know firsthand that the digital elements you need to succeed in your business are very, very important. 
Dermaglow Digital is here and ready to support you now. Join our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and connect with other estheticians, skin care, and microdermabrasion professionals. Book a call or tell us how we can help you in your business. Our team can not only equip you with the best microdermabrasion machine in the world, but also ensure your success with our digital marketing team who will build out everything from your website, online scheduling, sales funnels, chatbot sequences, and all the attraction and engagement tools you need to drive your business today. Tune in again as we uncover little-known facts and trends and marketing strategies that will help you continue to stay ahead and grow your business. Our community is growing, and we hope you'll join us and let us join you on your journey to the top. Our Dermaglow Hero program is waiting for you. Click the link below and subscribe to our channel and let us know how we can serve you best.